0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. This is the weekend edition. We've got a very special show for you today. We have an amazing guest. He's a repeat guest. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. George is one of the most savvy real estate attorneys that I know. He's famous for his role as executive vice president in the Trump Organization for more than 40 years. He's the author of two best best-selling books on real estate and negotiation. He taught at the law school at NYU for over 20 years at 94 years of age, one of the wisest men I know. Listen to my conversation with George Ross. Hey, George. Hi there. Welcome. Good. Where are you? I'm in Terracina, about an hour south of Rome. Uh Uh-huh. How's the weather out there? Uh, Fabulous. Hot. It's almost 100 degrees. Oh, boy. Okay. Ready when you are. Maybe the place to start it feels a little bit like a change of seasons in the world of real estate right now, and there's many markets right now where um, it's starting to become a little bit norm- more normal. That was uh, <laughs> a transport aircraft going overhead. Um, it's starting to feel a little bit more normal. Prices are some properties, many markets, half of them are selling at less than asking price, which is normal for once. And I guess the question is, if you are looking to transact in today's environment, there's still a lot of sellers that are looking in the rear view mirror for the way things were a few months ago. What are your thoughts from a negotiation standpoint? As buyers are looking in straight ahead, we're not looking in the rear view mirror. And so we're not willing to pay last month's or last quarter's prices, probably weren't willing to even then anyway, how do we get sellers on side with what's really happening in the market, or do we just wait and try again in six months when they're actually able to see the reality of the marketplace?
1: Well, it's a good question. Much, much too broad. Absolutely, much too broad. Real estate is is uh, it's, depends on where the real estate is, what it is, and what the market is, and it could change dramatically. To draw a a, a line or to a, a uh, to come up with a concept that, yeah, the market, there's a readjustment in the market. The answer is yes, in certain places, in certain properties. But in others, at that point, they're still hot and will continue to be hot. So you can't draw a a line and say, yeah, this is what I should do. It depends on the marketplace and what you're planning on buying. Uh, There are many markets I think will get even hotter than they are today. Uh, There are others that will start to decline, but uh, you can't draw and say... This market will decline. You don't know. You can look at it over a period of time and then make the decision. But you can't make a split decision on it. That's going to be uh, going to be useful. Some of the best deals I've seen made are the ones where people overpaid for property. If the property were in the right location and the prices is they went up, it was a cheap it was a cheap buy even though it was very expensive. So you have to handle it on a case by case basis. I, I can't uh, tell you to how, how to uh, negotiate something when we're dealing in theoreticals. On a particular situation, yes, I can tell you what to do, but on a general situation, it's useless.
0: Fair fair enough. So we've encountered a number of circumstances in recent weeks where, for example, multifamily apartment buildings that would have been trading at, in my mind, what would be a fairly low cap rate for the quality of product. Yes, the marketplace was paying that. We never mm-hmm. would have. We would have never purchased at yeah. those cap rates, and yet there still seems to be an expectation that, yeah. for example, a, C, a C-class property. Well, I'll give you a very specific example. You, you know, we have a property that we're looking at in Houston, where the underwriting in, in the marketplace has been at a four and percent cap rate, and or at least the, mar- the properties in the market have been selling traditionally over the last couple of years at a four and a quarter percent cap rate. Today, you would be borrowing at more than four and a quarter percent on permanent financing. So it'd be very difficult unless you were going to put a tremendous amount of equity down to buy that property at a four and a quarter cap rate. It doesn't make financial sense. The leverage would be too low in our view. Okay.
1: No, you're entitled to your view. I don't know whether you're right or wrong. Houston, certain areas of Houston's are red hot. And you can get it, and you can get lenders to go in and, and back you up, even though they it may be you may have a different funding uh, rate than you thought. Over a period of time, I think uh, many areas of Houston are going to be very, very good. I think, uh, and continue to be good. Whether it's uh, it's a fact, you know, we're guessing. But isn't that what you do every time you buy a piece of real estate? Don't you guess? Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Is it, Am I going to get bigger, bigger rents, less rents? Or can I sell the land for more or less? Real estate is a gamble. As long as you're doing it on an intelligent basis, uh, then you can say, OK, it's, I think it's a, real, a, a worthwhile gamble to take. But you can't. It, it, I, okay. I, I can't. What I object to is people draw generalities and you say, gee, the market is going down. That's ridiculous. What market is going down? There is no such thing as a market going down. There is a specific area in a specific city that may be going down for specific uses. So you can't, you're wrong if you try to put it into a bushel basket and say, I came up with the following conclusion. It's real estate is site oriented, could be street oriented, could be business oriented, and every deal has its own flavor. And I'd say, concentrate on the deal and not on what other people are saying
0: fair enough if you were dealing with a seller and let's say you're you are a distance apart in terms of what you want to buy for and what they want to sell for um from a negotiation standpoint apart from you know the, the well maybe i'm answering my own question you know the the techniques that you talk about in your book uh in in terms of getting to see getting the seller to see your perspective, uh, how would you negotiate with the seller? And if you actually believe that they're out of touch with where the market value is?
1: Well, at that point, give them them specifics. If you get this, I assume you're dealing with a broker somewhere along the line that brought you the property. If you're doing it yourself, then come up with specifics and get hold of brokers in the area and show where... The, the, the asking price was X, and then uh, now it's uh, it's X minus five or whatever. And give them as much evidence as you can, and you might be successful in convincing them that this is the trend. Obviously, I think it works because you're talking about looking at the trend yourself, and you're a much more sophisticated investor than most of the other people. True, But you're, you're also thinking about trends. Trends in real estate at this are, uh, are hazardous they're certainly worth looking at, but you, you never know until you actually buy or you don't buy. If you don't buy and the market continues to go up, you were wrong. If you do buy and the market goes down, you were, you were wrong. If you didn't buy, you passed. Time will tell whether or not that was the right thing to do. You can't, the, the forecasting is very difficult and it's, it's hazardous, but it's endemic because of the, all the publicity that goes on. So I'm mean, I'm looking at it saying, well, boy, uh, it, it, as far as uh, Texas is concerned, Houston is red hot. Who says? What? What do you mean red hot? Certain sure. areas in in Houston you couldn't sell for a nickel. Others at that point are uh, worth 100 five times what they're being asked for. So you got the real estate is site oriented. It's price oriented. At- Time-oriented. You have to work with all of those in order to come up with an with a, a proper conclusion. It ain't easy, but there's no uh, no magic wand that yeah. says yes, Yeah,
0: that, that that makes sense. Or don't do it. That makes sense. I I, I get your point. I get your point.
1: Yeah, but the the, the point that I'm making, really, uh, uh, Victor, is that what you what you've that what you're telling me you're going on is what the typical investor does or thinks. You know, the typical investor is governed by what he reads or he or she reads or what other people tell him or what what they it has nothing really to do with the, with the individual property that they may be may be interested in, in a particular area. Real estate is site specific. Some of the best deals I've seen made are the deals where, where the client overpaid tremendously for the property. And yet three years later, it turned out to be the best deal he ever made because of the location of the property and what was going on in the And I've seen other ones where somebody overpaid and the market went bad.
0: I'm assuming that when you are looking at projects like that, where even in uh, perhaps a declining market condition, you're looking past that economic cycle, because by the time you get it built, by the time you get it leased up or get it sold.
1: Oh, it depends. Yeah, but if It depends on what you hear. You're talking about building something. That, that by itself is a risk. Risk is what's going to be the value of the property after it's built, which is usually two or three years down the pipe. If the market is up, you're, you're a genius. If the market is down, you're stupid. But the your problem is, is is you don't have something you can deliver today.
0: If you were a couple of years younger, would you be entering a new construction project today in the right location?
1: Absolutely. Because I think it's going to be more expensive tomorrow. I don't think costs are going to go down. I think they're going to go up now, naturally it will go up. And if they did go up, they're going to, then you're going to find that the rents are going to go up or the prices or the sale prices is going to go up, which, which uh, people have to do because that becomes the norm. Now, yeah, they're going to have to have more money and make more wages, but I also think you're going to see that too. You're going to see, going to see an increase in the wages. It depends on the productivity. If you look, at, basically the economy is bad as far as prices are concerned, but the job market is very good. Companies are raising prices, and in addition, they're also making incentives to get employees. You don't you don't hire employees if you think business is going down. You hire employees because you have a need for them now, and you think the business is going up. And if if you're wrong, you get rid of the employees later on. But you're looking at what what the, what you think is going on now, and obviously, uh, if it's immediate, you're going to get some kind of result. When you have when you have to wait three years because of a building project then it becomes more of a gamble. But I can tell you as, a, as I'm a firm believer, prices will go up of cost of construction. Anything that's built now will be cheaper than something that's built three years down the pipe.
0: Yeah, we've seen that over and over again. And I think it, with every passing year, every developer says, oh, I can't believe the prices that it's costing to build. And then in the rearview mirror a couple of years later, that looks cheap by comparison.
1: It looks cheap by comparison, and you'll find out that the, the, the market has probably uh, kept up with the fact that prices went up. So if somebody's looking in the market to buy, and they say, I want to spend $500,000 for a house, and they can't find anything at that range, so they say I have to pay 600000
0: they will. Absolutely, Can't draw arbitrary lines. I love my conversations with George. Making sense out of today's turbulent environment is challenging. And George has seen so many cycles in his lengthy career, he brings a perspective that few others have. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.